0: Pull up a chair, sit back, and relax. The Unique CPA Happy Hour, brought to you by Trimerit. Welcome to the first Unique CPA Happy Hour. And I bet all of you out there in listener land are full of questions. One of them being, who's this guy? Well, I'm Justin Grant the founder of Professional Productions, and I've had the privilege of working with Randy and Trimerit as the producer of the Unique CPA for what, about three years now? Yeah, at least more. Yeah, okay. And in addition to that, this is the 100th episode of the Unique CPA. So we wanted to introduce a new style of episode. Randy will do it from time to time, just as the mood strikes, and that is the Unique CPA happy hour. We'll be a little more casual, more relaxed. We'll not just have a conversation like normal, but we'll be having some libations. Not to steal from the Drink While You Think podcast. We're stealing. Friends of the show. I mean, we kind of are. It's true. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Kenji and Matthew, sorry. And also, thank you. Um, We thought, though, like Randy always says, you are more than just your job. The accounting profession is made up of human beings. So... Let's live that a little bit. This is the time and and really enjoy ourselves. Producing the unique CPA has put me in a pretty unique uh, and in my view, enviable position. I've gotten to hear the insights, the stories, the warnings, all kinds of fascinating information from so many guests across the accounting profession. I feel like I could take, you know the exam at this point and and do pretty well. Do you have your one hundred and fifty hours? <laughs> yeah, I've got it. I, well, actually, yes, I, I, I definitely have enough post-secondary education. All so right, there you go. That, yeah, yeah, I've got that requirement covered. Nice. But uh, most importantly, though, I've, I've learned so much about Randy himself, his personal journey, his career, his vision for the future of the profession, the struggles he's had, both in life and his career, and, well you're in pretty good shape now. You've you've triumphed over a lot of those struggles and that is awesome. Feeling good. Yeah, so today on episode number 100, we're taking a look back with Randy at this first century and we're looking forward to another. So Randy, welcome to The Unique CPA.
1: Wow, that sounds weird, but thank you. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you yeah. having me here today, Justin.
0: Well, exactly. Thanks for letting me turn the tables and do this in reverse. <laughs> Before we get started, uh, we both selected a couple of very nice beers to enjoy while we have this conversation, so why don't you start by talking about yours?
1: Well... I think I probably mentioned this in this show, and I had no idea I was going to do this until about 15 minutes ago, but I (laughs) I was able to get a special delivery of Pliny the Elder uh, to my house a couple days ago. And if anybody doesn't know, Pliny the Elder is uh, uh, from Russian River Brewing out of uh, two locations, Santa Rosa and Windsor, California. It's my favorite beer in the world. It is an IPA. Uh, it, it is probably one of the grandfathers of the IPA, not Sierra Nevada grandfather. That's the, really the grandfather, probably. Really ale Ale. Yeah. But Pliny has been around a while and it is an awesome beer. So I thought, you know what? If we're celebrating episode 100 and I have my favorite beer and people know me as the beer guy, I got to open the Pliny the Elder.
0: It doesn't get better, does it? No, it does not. And yes, as the guy who listens to every episode of this show, I can confirm you have talked about Pliny the Elder before. Okay. I assumed I did. <laughs> yes. And what about your second choice? I know you're gonna you're gonna crack into the Pliny first, but
1: Yeah, so I normally I am well-stocked in beer in the house, and and I have some very good ones in here now, but I've been trying not to stay super overstocked any longer. Um, (laughs) But the second one, I I thought I'd stay with the theme with the IPA, and this is – Bodum from Half Acre Brewery in Chicago, in my opinion, probably the best IPA made in Chicago, which is uh, so I've got two really, really good beer here today. I actually thought about pulling out a, uh, a stout. As well. Um, uh, <laughs> we're not gonna get to three, I don't think. If we do, we'll take a break. I'll go get the stout. But uh this is absolutely
0: probably, yeah, we,
1: very well we get there. <laughs> so uh but for now we're we're starting with Pliny, Boldem second, and we'll see if a third comes out.
0: All right. Well, let's have a listen to that Pliny popping open.
1: All right. Yeah. Oh, there, there was there was not a lot of pop when I did it, but uh yeah, hopefully we're pretty good. We can hear a little pouring sound on this one. Oh, this is not only my favorite tasting beer but it's my favorite aroma when it comes to beer it's just an amazing I love that
0: you know yeah. what is that for me is Chimay from Belgium oh yeah that's very good too the, the the blue yep yep but I don't have Chimay today no what I do have although before I talk about the beers I actually want to tell a, a story I was looking for advice because I wanted to have my beers have some Significance. And so I was looking for advice from my best Scottish friend, Dan. He definitely knows his beer. I'd already decided on one, but I needed help on the other. So I asked him and I just said, you know, can you recommend? And I had a theme, I'll explain it later. Mm -hmm. And he checked with his friend, Angus, and they helped me pin it down. So I told Dan what this was for. And the two of them, in, you know, just pure typical Scottish style, they started bantering about uh, like making jokes about me being on a podcast and no one can see me right now because we only do this in audio but if you look at the the image on the show notes you can see that I have I bear some resemblance to Dave Grohl yep so anyway the first thing they came up with is the brew fighters <laughs> and then they also said that you and I should do scotch whiskey sometimes and then we can say that it smells like two spirits <laughs> All right, (laughs) we got the puns going today. All right, nice. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, all right. So both my beers are brewed in Scotland. They both have dual meanings. And yes, if you're wondering, why am I talking about Scotland in spite of not having that accent? That is where I am at the moment. The first beer I have is Wanderlust and it's by Six Degrees North in Aberdeen. It's a Belgian style wit beer. Or white beer with citrus fruit, coriander, you know, all that good stuff. It's very refreshing and light and summery. I wanted to choose a Belgian style of beer because my first introduction to beer was in my mid-20s. I went to Belgium. It was the first time I was in Europe. Oh, wow. And you know very well, Randy, there's no better country you could go to probably for beer than Belgium.
1: Yep, Belgium. Germany's up there as well.
0: It is, but Belgium, especially for its relative size compared to Germany, and yes. they don't have the pesky purity laws preventing no, them from not. having fun. So, the uh, Rein,
1: Reinheitsgebot,
0: is that how you say it? I think that is exactly how you say it. Nice. Yep. All right. So I, I and, and by my mid-20s, which the mid-2000s, I'll admit, American craft brewing hadn't quite gotten to the level that it's gotten to now. So it was really, it opened my eyes to beer. Being nice. in Belgium. Yeah. Oh, no, for so, sure. And then, but I wanted it to be Scottish. So it's it's definitely in the Whitbeer style, but it's a Scottish brewery. And it's by six degrees north. And it's called Wanderlust because a little over seven years ago, I followed my Wanderlust. I'd lived in Arizona my whole life. And I just picked up and moved to Scotland. Wow. I'm in Scotland the second, although I'm currently living in England with my wife. We just got married in September, but we're looking to wander back up the border. Nice. Um, We just looked at a house this week, so we're fingers crossed. Um, So we're pretty excited. And she's from Scotland originally, too, so she really wants wants to come back as well.
1: So the real estate there, is it like here right now, it's still kind of going a little crazy where there's multiple offers on properties, or is it not the
0: same level? It is like that, and it has been. It's lagging a little, but... Not in Edinburgh, which is where ideally we'd like to live. However, the house we've looked at is about 25 minutes outside Edinburgh. And it's beautiful. It was built in like 1900. Oh, wow. And it it's up on a hill and it like overlooks the city. And it's just, it's absolutely idyllic. It's almost like a fairy tale. It's a, this, this and it even has like a spire, you know, like a princess spire mm-hmm. on the house it's really is it's just like you can get punkle there yeah yeah come. you know right? right yeah nice that's so it's it's amazing and so I'm we're really hoping and uh, we, we just put an offer in. I was though, gonna say so, we'll so the offer's in yeah it sure is so all right well good luck Thank you. Hopefully, by the time this this uh, episode publishes, <laughs> we'll have an answer, <laughs>
1: um, which is actually pretty quick for our, our. You know, we're recording, and this will be out in less than three weeks. Which normally, yes. you know, we've got about like us six months of uh, inventory right now, so this <laughs> exactly. one's coming out quick.
0: That's it. So, so that's the first, and yeah, I'm really hoping for that to go through. The second beer I've got is by Tempest Brewing, which is in the Scottish Borders in Gala Shields specifically, and it's called Mexi Cake. And it couldn't be more different from yes. a Belgian-style wit beer because it's, a, it's an imperial stout. It's got chocolate, vanilla, chilies, lots of other flavors. And it also has a dual meaning because I grew up in Arizona, as I mentioned, and that's a place with a lot of Mexican culture. So it's also just an excellent beer, but it's a nice link between my old home. And I yep. new home. so, so it's
1: here. You, you, it's between your wanderlust that uh, you're at now, and, and your roots in Mex in uh, not Mexico, but in Arizona, with Mexican heritage around there.
0: That's it. Yeah, well, nice, yeah. great choice. Thank you. So as we enjoy these, I guess I should crack one open too. Huh?
1: Yeah, because I'm right, waiting let's... for
0: you, and I'm ready yeah, to I taste it. this. <laughs> I've got cans, which they're they're all about the environment here. So it's, yeah. it's cans are almost exclusively. All right, nice.
1: Nice pop! There oh, perfect! All right. Perfect. And I've even right. got
0: a a Chimay glass to pour this stout into. Oh so.
1: boy, is that is that acceptable? You can use a, everybody in Belgium. All the breweries have their own special their own glass. glasses. I know. I love right. that. Yep. And it's that's it's their their beer tastes best in their glassware. That's right.
0: I was disappointed that I don't have a Hoogarden glass to put the <laughs> oh yeah there you go put the Wanderlust in. But there we go. Cheers! Cheers, Randy.
1: Ah, uh, Oh, so man. That beer nice. is good. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I was very fortunate that uh, a year ago in uh, early 2022, January, February, we spent, my wife and I, Kathy, spent a month in... Sonoma County, which is where uh, Russian River Brewery is. So I met, I did many trips to Russian River and uh, (laughs) uh, brought back many beer uh, with me from California. But uh, very fortunate, there is a company that'll that'll deliver it. It's not cheap, but I I get a delivery a
0: month. Not cheap, but worth it.
1: But definitely worth it. It's a great beer.
0: And I'm assuming Kathy uh, enjoyed the wine while you all were in Sonoma County. She
1: did, but she also uh, uh loves Russian River Brewery. Oh, they good. have so many different types of beers. There's one out there called Pliny the Younger, oh yeah, uh, which is a short term release. It comes out in normally it was November, I mean not November, February. And so last year when we were there, a local brew pub where we were staying for a month, just a local spot, ended up. We were there to pick up some dinner or something. And Kathy started talking to the bartender and said, oh, so when do you have Pliny the Younger? Just kidding with them? Mm. And they go, oh yeah, we're tapping that tomorrow. Oh, nice. <laughs> so so we were at, that's the third or fourth time I've had Pliny the Younger. So it was pretty cool just to go awesome. out and do that when we were in town. And our oldest, Michael, was with. And uh, so Michael got to experience uh, Pliny the Younger as well. So that, that was it was a fun time.
0: That's awesome. And what a bit of serendipity. Mhm. Well, as we enjoy these, I wanted to mention something, well, something I've learned about you and this is in spite of what you're always saying. It's like it's like every third episode you say to your guest, "I have a big ego." <laughs> always say that you're egotistical and I'm sitting there editing you like no you're not <laughs> from everything Like, just, no, you're not. And like, (laughs) if anything, you're a little bit reluctant even, at least humble, I guess, about the limelight. You know, you like to feature your guests and you love to hear the insights they're sharing. I do. And their stories. And so many of them have been told on this show. And you've been able to direct many, many of them through your guests toward how fast accounting is changing. It is. It is. That's been a major focus, and that kind of leads into the first question I have. I'm pretty confident that this is one that many loyal listeners will have thought to themselves, and I don't think you will have ever answered it Uh-oh. Um, especially because y- you made it a focus of the show it's it was It's about the changing face of public accounting those are, those are the exact words so what was it about that? And just what was it in general that gave you the idea to start a podcast about it and about the accounting profession in the first place? Uh, talk about those, those humble beginnings for a minute.
1: Okay. So I, lo- I love the question and I, I I didn't get any of these questions ahead of time. So I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about this and a little yeah. nervous. Uh, actually, I don't <laughs> get nervous. Um, But when we, I didn't I originally come up with the idea for the Unique CPI on my own. It was uh, our head of marketing at the time. And I don't know if it was somebody else. I didn't, I wasn't even in the conversation. And they came to me and they said, hey, we're going to start a podcast. And I said, great. Well, you're going to host it. I go, what? I don't know anything about podcast or host. I'm just glad
0: you didn't say okay great. What's a podcast? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And that well I had listened to Serial and I had right. listened yeah. to uh um uh, why is my mind blank? Uh American Ira Glass. What's Ira Glass's? But, um Oh, well, Ira Glass was wasn't he uh This American Life. This American Life. You got it. Yeah. There we um go. so I had listened to him um but when I when they said that I'm like Okay, so our firm is a specialty tax firm, and and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do a podcast about specialty tax. I can't do every episode talking about R and D tax credits or whatever it was, whatever the flavor of the month was with credits. And so my inspiration, you know, I didn't come up with the idea of the podcast, but my idea was, I, you know, who, one. You know, who wants to listen to that every episode? Well, you know, you could have
0: done 100 episodes on the ERC. So, I mean, little little (laughs) did you know at the time.
1: I probably have done five (laughs) or six at this point on the ERC. So, um, and it's evolved. It used to be about education. Now it's about battling misinformation. Yeah, exactly. Um, But so the idea was, okay, This profession you mentioned already. This profession is changing and it's changing rapidly. There's a lot of things we're dealing with as a profession, accounting in general. And so, why don't we talk to people who are leaders in this industry, whether they're managing their firms, whether they're influencers, whether they idea, whether they know technology, whatever it is. And let's just hear what their thoughts are and what they see going on in the profession. And I think that's something I would want to listen to. And I feel if I want to hear something, I want to learn. Well, other people might want to learn. So I always tell the guest and, and you know, this probably you've probably heard it that you've edited it out um, and they may have gone live a few times. But I always tell the guests there's two things. There's two goals of the show. One, we educate the accounting profession on something that's pertinent to them. Two, we laugh. And so as I long, long as we do that out,
0: come on. You, you do I, so I that out.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I should listen to the show someday. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean that would help. It's true.
0: No, that's uh-huh. great. That's great. I've always loved that approach, so Yeah. It's definitely part of the question. I just you brought it up, so I'm glad you did cuz Yeah. Cuz yeah, and you always had that in mind from the beginning.
1: Yeah, the, the, well, it, that's when we came up with the, and I, I think I, and I think I've done this on the podcast too, but I think I can remember it. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of a public accounting, changing face, yep. by having conversations with interesting leaders and bringing you their stories, leaders. fascinating leaders, and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. So yeah, we're educating, changing face. Let's see what's going on out there.
0: It's funny, I used to like have a vague idea of the scripts until i started reading it now yeah. i listen to myself say it every single time i hear it <laughs> oh
1: that's right that's right
0: <laughs> and i like you doing it better than me doing it so well thanks but we needed to do that for the beer temple episodes because it would have been weird having you pre-recorded and then going live that's true so that's that's why if the listeners are wondering why we did that that's why we did that yeah and then we've just kept it since then and it's been great so
1: and how many people did we go through that decided who was going to record that? You were like the third person. I'm like, "Yeah, you're the one."
0: Yeah. Well, and we and we tried to get because my my wife, Lou, has such a nice accent and voice. Yeah. We tried to get her in there, but it just didn't I don't know, it didn't quite fit. So, then then you said, "Could you record one?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> and there we go. It worked. It was a winner. <laughs> nice. Well, let's go back even further. And so Bringing into the perspective your journey in the profession, you started out in public. You have said that you were a generalist. You eventually evolved from that to co-found Trimerit. Yep. And that had a very particular, I'm going to say niche just to make you happy. A very Thank particular you. niche in mind. Yeah, you're welcome. Are you, are you a niche guy? I think I, I'm more actually in between. Yeah. I think I would normally say niche. So I, so wow. got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> it's become a running joke on the show. So I thought I would throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, your you know, your niche, uh, was, was specialty tax. Then of course the stroke you had in 2014, the way that obviously affected your life massively changed your role within your career and within Trimerit. And then, The story you just told about about how the unique CPA got founded, not and starting as a podcast, but but evolving further than that into much more. So in many ways, your life and your career have mirrored a lot of the changes that are happening in the accounting profession with all that as a backdrop. And I know that was a (laughs) very large backdrop, but first for the profession and then for you personally personally. What have been the biggest changes you've seen in your career?
1: All right, first the profession. well, I mean you know we're we're going way back with when I started <laughs> uh, um, and in reality, this is my third career, but my first two were pretty short um and so i didn't I didn't come straight out of college into accounting, which I graduated in eighty five so eighty eight I started in accounting and that first year in accounting, we were still Shipping out tax data to an outside provider who would type in the information and send us tax returns back. And we would look at it. If it was wrong, we'd have to send it back to them and then they'd send it back to us. We were doing about half the returns that way. In half, we had a new system in place that I think we could do ourselves. It wasn't punch cards or anything like that. We were actually... Well, not that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, I'm thinking
0: IBM AS400 or something. Yeah, when, I mean, pretty ancient, but pretty not ancient. Punch cards. <laughs> uh, although
1: my first year in college, and I was, my undergrad was computer science. My first year in college, uh, we were using punch cards to do uh, wow. you know, computer programming.
0: And, and, and Fortran and COBOL, I assume Fortran,
1: COBOL basic uh fortran basic pascal probably as well i know the name at least but i don't remember anything about that yeah Um, i mean
0: it's been a while
1: um and so so the biggest change one of the biggest changes just technology yeah the technology everybody needs to be implementing as much technology as they possibly can in their profession in their business it just has to happen and i feel that too many people are avoiding it i mean you can automate so many things in mm. your business just to make you more efficient but i think people sometimes think well i don't have time for that cuz i'm pumping out tax returns and they need to do that so just technology change in general is is really the biggest the, the you know dealing with people and talking about their businesses and advising them from a you know one on one standpoint i mean that's all the same from the most part. We've we've come up with this new definition. Yeah, the human
0: element is mostly the same. Right.
1: And so technology is the biggest thing. And and but I think some people, some firms are lagging on technology implementation. And if you are, don't, because it's really going to make your life easier.
0: Yeah. Great. Now, what about in your career? My
1: career. Well, this is a topic I've talked about probably a lot on the podcast. But and we just said it. You said it different than I did. But niche, niche, or how yeah. I can't even say it the way you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever niche. that. Was. Mixed, mix them together. Niche. Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> niche. Um, is this a, is this a combination of Arizona and and uh, Edinburgh together or I, something?
0: <laughs> I tell you what. I mean, I didn't have a very typical arizonan accent in the first place and i guess coming over here has probably changed it a little bit but i mean do i really sound scottish though no not at all i would <laughs> never never I never No, I, I like that. to say actually the same friend dan i mentioned earlier i like to say he has a media scottish accent like he sounds very scottish but you have zero problem understanding him <laughs> yep in much the same way i, I tell people because they say What kind of accent do you have from America? And I'm like, well, I just kind of have a media accent. Same kind of idea.
1: I can't tell where you're from, you know, based on talking. I mean, I can tell if someone's from Minnesota or I might confuse it with Canada or something. Or I can tell someone's from New York or, no, Boston specifically. Boston especially.
0: Well, we will have just had an episode with John Pastore on uh, and uh, Stephen Vono. A couple of weeks ago, once this releases, and boy, you could tell where John was from.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, he's got that that accent. Uh, um, but so from from my evolution personally, it's the the when I started my firm, I had no idea what I was doing. Honestly, I was three years, three and a half years out of college or out of my master's degree or program. I never got the degree for master's, but out of the program, and just knew I wanted to have my own practice. And so, yeah. you know, I, I took everybody and anybody that would pay me in and not, didn't concentrate on anything specific. And so my evolution is when I started Trimerit and and found a niche service is what we are. You can have a niche industry, a niche yeah. service, a niche yep. offer, whatever that just totally changed and it got me so invigorated on what I was doing and how I was helping that it just made, and and it allowed me to become an expert at a certain area of the tax code. And that expertise, I hope shines through when I'm talking about it, which I don't talk about, I don't educate a lot on this podcast, but I do a ton of webinars where I'm talking about whatever, maybe one of different, eight different uh, tax incentives. And that niche and that, that passion and that knowledge hopefully shines through. And that I can't imagine starting a firm now or running a firm now without trying to become a niche expert in whatever service or industry or something else. And, and so that was the biggest evolution for me. And I almost just fell into it. But, man, am I glad I fell into it.
0: Yeah. That, and that really shows the difference it's made for you because you've talked about how burned out you were getting on in public and how burned out you were getting just on generalist tax yep. and yep. the fact that you could do those focuses and just how enjoyable that was. I don't think I mean that's the thing you've always said is you want to have the passion about whatever that niche is. So, you know, for you it's specialty tax, for somebody else it's going to be something entirely different, but the point is you know your stuff, you like it, it makes work feel a lot less like work
1: yep and this would not be an episode of the unique cpa podcast if we didn't mention john garrett oh here he comes (laughs) (laughs) i I had to do it i had to bring john in fact i just talked to john yesterday and uh, i actually sent him a new guest for his show and i had lunch or breakfast with the cpa yesterday who has this passion of coaching soccer. He coaches high school oh. soccer. He's coached at all different levels of soccer. He's coaching right now. We are recording this March 31st, and he's currently coaching high school soccer nice. during tax season. And he just makes sure that he can work that into his life. He go. doesn't let tax season get in the way of what he enjoys doing. And he's also head of tax for a large firm. So he's able to get his work done. He's able to still do his passion if you can go one step further and have your passion be your career too, I mean, my passion's education and I'm out educating all the time. And I, you know, that's not, I mean, my passion is craft beer too, which we're of enjoying course. right now. Um, but in, in work it's, it's education and that doesn't feel like work to me at all when I'm out educating on uh, whatever topic it is. And so, you know, John, I've had on the podcast twice, Before he was even on the podcast, I always asked the question, boy, I'm being redundant because I say this (laughs) a lot of times on the show. I know that. do. Um, um, But I was always asking people about, you know, what their outside of work passion was. But John gave me a name for it. Mm -hmm. John, like, said, okay, this is why that is important. And it's because... You are more than just your job title. So and that's your aunt. The your your aunt, John Garrett. What's your aunt? I'm gonna make sure everybody that ever listens to this show buys his book.
0: It's. It's. I think it may have already happened. I think <laughs> it, you know. Incidentally, your friend. Um, he's he's based in Chicago. Who's that? John? Oh, the that I just that uh, does, had yeah. breakfast
1: with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time I met the guy. Never wow, met him before. Didn't well, the even know who I he was.
0: It's because yeah. U.S. soccer. This is based in Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. what he should do is go say, I want to be your accountant. That'd be I mean, perfect. That's right. <laughs> oh,
1: that, now, you now he's integrating his passion with his yes, work. You, exactly. you are completely, look at you. You are well educated. So, um, and you actually are well educated because how many degrees do you have? I don't even know.
0: <laughs> I have three.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. So. Um, and I, you know, this is relevant, too. I was thinking about this as you were saying what you were about. The nexus is your friend's a soccer coach. I used to referee soccer. All right. And I did that while practicing as a lawyer because that's my other, you know, profession. I, I didn't always do podcast <laughs> other hobby. Production. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but but I would find the time to do that because it would keep me fit. Yep. I enjoyed having the opportunity to referee it was mostly high school and lower so you know i got to i got to be a i guess in a weird way like a positive role model for kids not that they're like trying to emulate the referee but you know what i mean <laughs> yep you could you could still influence the game in a positive way yes. oh yeah so i had just always enjoyed that and i always wanted to make time for it and and it kept me in good shape in addition to that and i really feel an affinity having experienced the professional life for people in accounting and uh-huh. and so No, I mean, when when you, especially when you talk about mental health struggles and other things like that uh, with guests, I feel that. I mean, I really do because I've been there because I've also been a professional that was practicing in a profession that's also struggling to keep up with the times and modernize and all the same sorts of challenges that accounting is facing. And then you add on top of that, I had to talk to lawyers every day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, I'm just Uh kidding,
0: but. There's, but there's many you're very okay. nice lawyers. I'll talk well, to thanks. you. Well, thanks. I appreciate that.
1: Well, so Doug Brown was someone we had on the show and Doug yeah. was an ex uh, lawyer or ex lawyer. He might be a lawyer still, but Doug talks about basically mental health and, and, and Doug made a big impact on me because before interviewing Doug two years ago or whatever it was, or a year and a half, I don't even know when that came out. I, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I want to say two I, years I, ago. Yeah, he kind of got me thinking more about mental health in our profession. And that's really gotten me onto this, whatever you call it, soapbox or crusade of, of, uh, that's fantastic. Of helping hopefully educate the profession on ways to avoid burnout and, and be healthier mentally, physically, and more productive yeah. and more profitable. So that's, uh, Doug was a, a big part of
0: that. And I should tell him that you should have yep. him back on again. Why not? I think I should. We'll have that yeah. back on. Yep. Um, and, and just to kind of like bonus add-on to the question, since we've, we've covered the profession and your career, how about the show? What's the single biggest change or way that the podcast has evolved in the first uh, hundred episodes?
1: <laughs> well, well, one, I don't prep for five hours before each show. <laughs> well, <anywhere. laughs>
0: yeah, I know that feeling. I'm prepping for my first episode here. Um, yeah yeah, (laughs) you get comfortable with it after a while i'm sure you do
1: so so how's the how's the show evolved that's the question right that is the question yes all
0: right um are we going there already like we're forgetting a question
1: (laughs) i'm halfway done with my first i know like uh, i might I might be getting a third beer before we're done. This might be a this might
0: be a two episode show here. today. Oh so. man, I so. don't even want to one hundred and one hundred one. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't know if we can do that. Well, we'll see. I, all
1: right. Um. Uh. So so the evolution of the show. One, it's just me personally being more comfortable for sure with yeah. uh, with guests. Me not worrying about being perfect. Um, you know, Good. I don't have to do that. Uh, you, you have here, me to make you perfect. Exactly what I was going to we say. We were you right here. in sync there, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. Because what I used to when I first started, I wanted to be one take. We're going to get through this. We're not going to mm-hmm. make any mistakes, and we're going to. I'm not going to stop. And now you see it now. When I'm recording. Oh, yeah. I'll stop. Yeah, you, and, you guys out there, ask. you have
0: no idea how many times we stop. And it yeah. sounds smooth because you're because really good at sounding. Co- <laughs> no, it's not just me. You're really good at keeping things conversational. And so it makes my job easy because I'm just recording a conversation and cutting the bits that you don't want to be there. So. Right. So and so, so that's that's kind of your answer then is that it's gone from where you felt like you needed to just absolutely nail everything to now it's a nice, easy smooth ride with with someone and you're enjoying the conversation.
1: I, th- I think that's it, but it's also it's always been about educating the profession. Now, at the beginning, it was just how people are doing things because I think those things they were doing were pretty cool, and now it's like how thing, people are doing things to make sure the profession is better. I probably had that mindset at the yeah. beginning, but now that is my mindset going into each show. What are you going to talk about today that it's going to make our profession better, make it more attractive to people to come in and be healthier for everybody involved
0: yeah and you know i almost hesitate well yeah i I can't even say what i was thinking just now because you have had outstanding guests from from the start i have that doesn't mean you're the topics were kind of always like you just said they've it's evolved into how are we making the accounting profession better Whereas early on, I think thinking back, because I I joined it around I don't know the teens or the twenties somewhere around there was where I started producing the show. Was wondering, yeah, I think so. And and so, yeah. While there were very germane topics always, the betterment of the profession as a whole was not quite the theme yet. Right. Even with these excellent guests, who probably today, if you had them on, would absolutely have ideas along those lines. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So the fact that you've been able to evolve into that theme and, and you really have, I don't know how you pulled it off, to be honest, when you were just starting the podcast, you've said yourself many times, I don't know why people come on to talk to me. I don't understand like what, <laughs> what what's the benefit to them. But now I think that's pretty clear, but sure, maybe back when you it was just starting that that was a logical concern. And yet for whatever reason, they... They came out and and hung out with Randy for 45 minutes. So, so
1: I'm just looking at the past episodes right now because yeah. you know my second episode was John Sensaba, and I talk about John Sensaba oh, yeah. quite a bit still. So that was mm-hmm. number two episode. And John, I talked about, I recorded an episode today, and I talked about John multiple times today on the episode. There you so go. He, I learn, and maybe this is a question you're going to ask me, but I learned so much on each show, which is cool. My third episode... Josh Lance.
0: Josh Lance, Josh, one of your favorite is, people.
1: Right. I talk about John Garrett and I talk about yeah. Josh Lance and then John Sensaba is right up there as well. And they taught me so much. And I think that they helped set the stage of, you know, where we were going to go just from their interview. So that was, i will always be grateful. sl nine, Jeremy Clapton, he's been on twice. Uh, he's been on my, my live my conference. Uh, I've been on his podcast a couple times. All Jennifer Wilson. She was episode ten. Jennifer Wilson, one of the most influential people in accounting, came on my show, our show. It's not mine. It's the world show. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> it's like
1: that. Uh, uh, on on episode ten, and
0: then episode ninety seven, I believe.
1: Yeah, and and so it's just amazing looking at the people that we've had, and and it's that's true. where I get in awe that that like these people. I like I just had Dan Hood. I've known Dan as a name forever, uh, editor in chief of accounting today. And he came on and the he show came on the show very and recently I, also.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And, and yeah, actually, and- I mean, I will say this. I was, of course, joking earlier about uh, having to talk to lawyers all the time, being a lawyer myself. <laughs> but I can't make that joke about accountants because like and just people in the profession, because everybody you've ever had on the show, I'm like. Wow, what a likable, nice person! And clearly, yes, the profession is full of them. And it really just kind of, as an outsider, so to speak, makes you want to root for these people. I mean, it really does. Yeah, because yeah. you you listen to them, you listen to their stories, you listen to uh, how passionate they are about a lot of the issues that you've brought up. It's not, you know, it's it's not like you are unique in <laughs> the fact that you're really pushing for these kinds of changes to the profession and everything else. No, this is this is a movement. And I just think it's the coolest thing that the unique CPA and you have become such such an integral part of it. Well I'm having fun. It, if, yeah if I wasn't having fun we wouldn't be doing no, it. So I, I know uh, and, uh, and it is yeah. fun. And and to be honest, that's why producing the show is so fun. Like, like honestly, <laughs> take any random person off the street and say, tell you what, I've got your dream job for you, buddy. You're going, you're going to listen to accountants a talk about accounting every week and you're going to make them sound better. How many people would say, like, yeah, that oh. sounds, that sounds amazing. Sign me up. But then you do yeah. it and it's like, this is really fun. This is great.
1: Yeah. So one of the best compliments uh, the, uh, and I told you this that that I feel I ever got is when you told me that your wife Lou enjoys hearing the yes. show. I'm like, really? I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lou. That was who, pretty cool. Who who is from the UK and who uh, works in primarily mental health um, field. And she, I didn't even know this. Yeah, and She, she and I she, need to talk. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's kind of the funny part. That's one of the reasons why she said, and, and she, even though she's from Scotland originally, she's lived in the Newcastle area, which is in the north of England, northeast, for most of her life. And so she says words like canny. Canny is a very Newcastle word. And so anytime I mention, you know, unique CPA or you or whatever, she's like, oh, Randy's so canny, man. And it's just, and and it means like "canny" means a sound, decent person. I mean, that's just what it is. Oh like, good. That's, uh, Yeah,
1: oh, I was wondering. <laughs>
0: I mean, you can tell by how it sounds, right? It's just a word that sounds like that yeah. should be a nice thing. So, right. so no, it's great. No, it's awesome. I love the fact that people, and I mean myself, do people who are not accountants. I'm trying to remember who it was that you had on. Recently, who made an absolutely valid point, he's, he's the social media guy. Why I've, I'm too far into the beers. So I'm forgetting Duke, names. Duke Alexander Marr. No, that's, that's a good call. But no, you, um, he, his episode was just released. He had the Twitter award. Uh,
1: oh, uh, yeah, Jason Stats. Jason
0: Stats, yeah, who is, who is currently doing, I should have remembered, because he's currently doing very well on the accounting high, accounting bracket challenge right now.
1: He is. Um, He's
0: up against, I think, Blake Oliver, isn't he? So
1: he he is. Anyway, best of luck and neck right now. Yeah, best of luck to
0: both of them. They've both been on the show, but um, yeah, he was saying uh, that his wife never listens to anything because you you made the big reveal that. He wanted some time away from his his kids, I think it was. That's why he's in the office all the time. So, so, but it was funny to me because he said like, this is kind of inside baseball stuff. And that's absolutely true. And yet this is such a listenable show. And I know I'm tooting my own horn here too, but it's absolutely (laughs) true. That this is listenable to just regular people, which you wouldn't believe. So do
1: we have a love fest going here I think now? I kind of do. <laughs> right. Your
0: your beer is what eight percent, and mine's ten percent. So I think that may have something yeah. to do with it.
1: Well, that's uh, yeah, but we're 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 doing okay. The good news this, is, this is I'm not the gonna producer, get us,
0: so I can cut yeah, it. You can fix it. <laughs> this
1: is this is not going to ruin our uh, our clean rating drinking beers on the podcast. No, I it? don't
0: believe it will. We're All doing right. nothing illegal and we're not using any foul language. That's what Apple cares All right. about. All right.
1: Well, the podcast I recorded today, there'll be one bleep you have to do, and it wasn't me.
0: Well, I've always <laughs> done those. You know that. I think it's That's usually true. when Scott's on the show.
1: Yeah, Scarano, he, he may have an issue. This was <laughs> this was Matthew May today. It was only one time, and it's his third episode. Was so. he
0: talking about Bitcoin? Is that why he was getting so fired up?
1: Uh, he, he wasn't. He was actually talking about uh, Kenji, his partner. <laughs> oh so, well that makes sense too
0: <laughs> so what's the joke between them that kenji like started it and then he hates to admit that it was matthew that made it uh made it work <laughs> I, I think so so it, it's something like that but they have a they have a good thing going so no they certainly do they certainly do wait a minute why is the music going that didn't sound like the end of the episode well you're right but randy and i chatted so long that we made way too much content for one episode So, we're going to release a special extra episode this Friday, April 21st, where we'll hear from past and future guests who will be asking their questions as the tables remain turned on Randy for a little bit longer. Be sure to join us on Friday, and thanks for listening to The Unique CPA.